Welcome back to Midwest. <laughs> Welcome back to Midwest girls. We'll just leave it there. You know what? I like it. It changes things up. Yes, it does. I have my Midwest girls. Hey. <laughs> That's how we say hello to each other. Yes. Hey. Even the, the kiddos know that we say hello. That's how they help say hey to us now. Yes, it is. Um, today we thought we would bring you a fun episode of just Megan and I talking about something we love, which is books. Oh yeah, it's like selecting books for this was like, but how do I yeah. not take them all? Yes, and I had to put quite a few back because I actually brought a duffel bag. <laughs> Pedro Leslie was like, "Why do you have such a big purse?" Most <laughs> duffel bags. These are my books. <laughs> So we're excited just to have this fun episode with you. Yeah. Um, before we get started, of course, we want to shout out to Tubes & Co. Um, if you want amazing skincare that is clean and fresh and feels good on your skin, Tubes & Co. Yes. Midwest Girls 10, all caps for it. And, okay, this is going to be TMI, but Meg and I also listen to The Spillover by Ellen's Clark. Once in a while, and pretty much every episode, I feel like. But this last one, she had somebody on talking about how she never wears deodorant, and I do not either, and I have it for about a year and a half. Wow! But I found out that she puts tallow balm on underneath her armpits. Did you hear that part? No, I missed that. So yeah, she said that she puts tallow balm underneath her armpits because so they don't like rub. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I've been doing that ever since the past yeah. couple of days, and I'm like, oh, this feels so much better. It, it, it was a wild episode, but I bet she is right on everything. Oh, yeah, she, I'm sure she is. Because I am so much crunchier than I now than I ever thought I would be. Yeah. Really. Like, the things I do now, I was like, five years ago, I would have thought that was dumb. Yeah. And, like, the bread making, the no seed oils, the, yeah. the fact that we homeschooled for three years. And yeah. I, I just all these things. Uh, raising chickens. I, I'm becoming, I'm pretty sure by the time I'm 80, I'll just be like... I don't know, that grandma living off the land. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's grandma not wearing shoes again. That's my goal one day. Oh, I hate shoes. Yeah. I hate shoes. I that walk was, around here all the time. You know, and I was texting you when I was on the treadmill, and she says that we wear shoes too much. Well, I need new running shoes. I bought myself just like some around-the-house walking shoes because that's the age I'm at. <laughs> but then, of course, I hear her saying we need to not wear shoes as much as we are. And so I stopped jogging, and I took my shoes off, and I felt so much better. Yeah. Jogging in my bare feet. Yeah. What is happening? My favorite thing in the summer is playing tag with the boys in the grass, and we none of us have shoes on. That's great. I love it. It's absolutely my, the best feeling. And then, like, the sun's going down, because we always play out there at sunset, and it's warm, but oh, it's starting to cool, and it smells nice. Like, you know, smells like summer. And the lightning bugs are yeah. all the good stuff. Oh. Yeah. I think As we better just snows. Right. Oh yeah, it's snowed today. But I think we better just tell people to go listen to that episode. Yes. Yes. Go. I can't remember the actual. Doctor. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Kayla. Kayla. Court, Courtney. Kayla. Yes. Yeah. So that episode. It was um, this past week's yes episode. So go check that out. So there you go, Alex On Clark. The Lover podcast. But yeah. So oh, also, I wore this today because I'm repping our. Merch 
workshop says to the ends of the earth um i like the color yeah i wish it had a crew neck but it didn't but on all well not the old designs but all the newer designs i can't turn my body right now but it has the projects oh look at that yeah on the back oh that's cute so all the new ones that will be slowly coming i'm getting a midwest rose mug yeah i love mine it's fun and I drink actually. I, can't I, I don't have one. Every time I drink out of it, I pray for the podcast to you. But oh. I really like that. Was, it was usually my focus in my brain. Is it the same as the Kingdom Kids one? Like the same type of mug? No, because I really like that one. I do too. It's There's an size. option for that, but the one, I guess the one I got is not the same. The but there one. is a bigger, yeah. bigger one. I'm going. I go back and forth. It just really depends. Yeah. It's a silly thing. But there's the mugs that I love. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, I love them. Yeah. I know you know what I you know you know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I go through spurts on what mug I use. Yes. And I have a million. Seth actually like is always complaining about how many mugs we have. Well, I'll forever mourn the fact that I chipped the one Beth got made for us. I'm like, oh, no. Did I know that? No, I was probably too depressed to tell you. <laughs> that is one of my favorites. I glued it together. Yeah. And I'm it totally I it's just in there and I look at it and I love that mug. <laughs> I do too. I but actually I mean, it's usually in the rotation. I haven't used it in a while though. Oh, get it back out. Yeah, you need to. Everyone just enjoy your mugs. Yeah. Someday you'll drop it and you'll be sad. <laughs> <laughs> to be depressing. <laughs> Go to the merch shop, get a Midwest Girls mug. Yes. Code is Midwest Girls 10 for that all two. Okay. Oh. All two. <laughs> Both of those. Oops and the merch. <laughs> all caps. I understand. <laughs> but anyway, let's get, we'll get moving on our books. And we have, we're bringing to you um, our nonfiction, I'm organizing my notes. Oh, I should probably do that. Um, our nonfiction and our fiction fantasies. So, um, actually, I think I'll have more, barely uh, more nonfiction. Um, just because of the type of show we're on, I guess I started looking at more of the nonfiction than fiction. But I don't know. How do you want to do this? Do you just want us to start randomly? Well, let's say what is a book and two two of the things I'm going to suggest I don't physically have. But what book um, has like most impacted you spiritually? I know it's like impossible to answer, but I don't have it. <laughs> oh yeah, well I really don't either. Yeah. Besides the Bible, obviously, right. like we we will always say read the Bible first. Yes, but a te- good teachers are very valuable. Mm-hmm. I would say actually, men and women of the church. I know you've heard me talk about this before. Um, oh, I should have brought it. It was okay. Shoot. Sorry. Um, our Meg is borrowing our pastor's copy, and our my our pastor is borrowing my copy because Meg's borrowing his copy. Oh my! <laughs> we are all avid readers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes me laugh. But he was using he's using it for um, as a sermon supplement right now. But your mom is making faces oh. at the door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but uh, to skip ahead, though, so men and women. By Dr. Sarah Summer. That would be my first suggestion. Mm-hmm. But I love this book. It's small. It's called The Spirit of Holiness, and it talks about. Um, um, oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought. But basically, it talks about the Holy Spirit and how it dwells within us. Mm-hmm. And it talks about. Um, actually, this one rocked me to my core because of 
excuse me, a certain, yes, I'm going to read this. Okay. You'll remember this because I read it to all of you, all the girls. To the Christian, hope is a force with which one nerves the daily endeavor. It is an essential, it's an, oh my gosh, it is essentially unchristian to use this hope as an escape from facing today's challenges. Any emphasis upon the return of the Lord, which relieves us of our responsibility for trying to change our present evil society, is an unworthy escape. Mm-hmm. And um, that stings. I am notoriously saying the Lord just needs to come back right now, so we don't. I don't have to deal with this. Oh, a lot of people say that. <laughs> yes. We all do. We all have thought it. Yes, you know you have. And um, it has been brought to my attention multiple times over, um, you know, over my life, especially recently. But um, how about you just pray that Jesus walks with you through this fire instead of remove extinguishing the fire? Yeah. Because the fire is what grows you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It just you can't stay comfortable too long. Yeah. You can share one. I have another one that goes with this too. I have a couple. Yeah. Yeah. One that has really helped me, and I make no secret of it, that I've dealt with anxiety. I had postpartum depression. So my mind has been something that the Lord has had to heal and make right and turn into the image, you know, how he made it to function. And a key book in helping me with that was Joyce Meyer's Battlefield of the Mind. Mm -hmm. It is so good and um she's caught in some flack over the past i don't know five years and i her book i would just say i would defend her it was so scripture based and it would it it truly helped me yeah um that set my mind right and it is a battlefield really is so i would recommend that if you find yourself dealing with um more often than not like just feeling like your thoughts are ruling your life and you really want to give it to the Lord and you know that you can, um, this really helps. Mm-hmm. It helped me a lot. Um, another one, Real Christianity by Dale Partridge. Um, how to be bold for Christ in a culture of darkness. And we actually did this in our first small group here. I don't think we finished it, did we, Kylie? No. This group ended before that. Um, but we came really close. No, we moved to John. Did we? Yeah. I thought John was before that. I don't know. I can't keep it straight. I remember we didn't finish John, and then we jumped. Yeah, so Dale Partridge is very um, conservative, and that's a good thing. But there are, you know, I wouldn't say that I necessarily agree with every conclusion they come to, which, which that's fine. It's yeah. not a salvation issue. Yeah. Um, find a teacher that you wholeheartedly agree with, and you, you just won't. Um, but I, I would, he challenges you in very real ways. And what does it really mean to be a Christian? Yeah. Christianity. Yeah. Um, another one, and I wish I actually could have brought a couple other books by The Voice of the Martyrs. Yeah. Um, actually, said I, our, our devotional that we do um, every night that we're doing together is the extreme devotion. Yeah. And um, basically, because I don't know. I feel like here in America, we think that we have issues. Really we don't. Well. We're too comfortable is the issue. Yeah. And um, actually, a lot of the the devotionals, a lot of them are based on, you know, a man and wife being tortured or being um, torn, torn apart. Yeah. 
watch, what was it? It was the wife was watching her husband basically be tortured to death in, um, in order to protect others in their Bible group. Mm. And in order to protect even the actual scripture because they wanted to take that as well because they didn't want it to be shared. And they, um, as a couple, it, like stated, like, no, they knew that this was going to happen one day. And they already had said, we will stand strong in the face of our enemies and not give in. Wow. And it's just like, gave me chills. Um, so Seth and I even talked and he goes, well, it would be hard for me to watch that happen to you. I go, well, I, I think they would probably, I think they probably put up a fight to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think, I don't think that. I think they probably fought, fought as they could. Right. And I go, but we are called to remain strong. Yeah. And um, and that, that being said, leads me to through the gates of splendor by Elizabeth Elliot. What inspires me so much about this woman, there's many things, but I have an Elizabeth Elliot. Yeah, there's so many things, but just in her beginning, not beginning, beginning, but her story in um, her husband being one of the missionaries killed by, oh gosh, I lost the name of the tribe, by tribal people. He was one of the five men mm-hmm. killed. And what amazes me is that she still went back. Yeah to the men that killed her husband and her friends and her friends' husbands and actually saved the her husband's murderer. Wow. I'm like, what a woman. Yeah. Like, there's so many reasons I love that story, but that obviously is first and foremost. And I, like, what in the world? I can't even imagine having the ability to be so humble and so in love with people that's what it has to be like it just is it's a love that only christ can make us understand and give yes it's the love of god for yes. the soul yes for the soul. yeah um my elizabeth elliott one is let me be a woman and it is so good um it's just all about how we be it, it's actually a letter she it's a very long letter <laughs> but i really it's probably she meant it to be a book for her daughter but it's for her daughter before she marries the love of her life and these things that she wanted her to to think about to contemplate and just our calling as women in general and i have a signed copy oh look at this she opened it up to a very blank page. Yeah, there it is. Elizabeth That's so Elliot. awesome. Yeah, so I bought this off of Thrift Books, and I was like almost done with the book before I ever looked at the cover page, and I about had like fangirl heart failure. Yes. That she signed it. That's so exciting. I, I just love it. So this is like a cherished idol treasure. Yes. And I, she just is saying, if you ever listen to her podcast, they'll replay her teaching. She's just such a soothing, calming woman. And I honestly, I think of her and I think of Becky, um, people that I want to emulate, who I want to grow up to be, quote unquote, is this. I want to be that. Um, I brought the one that we went through, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Um, I thought it was really good. It just, I think that there are a lot of 
Christians who are stunted at a growth point, and if you, I think we all can relate to this. I can relate to it. You get to a point in your walk, and you're like, well, I'm just not growing anymore. Well, this helps you get past that point. Yeah. It gets to the issue of it. Yeah. So this, I would recommend. We did it as a um, Bible study here at our church. It, it was great. Mm-hmm. I, uh, this goes a, a lot with um, an idea that the Lord gave me, um, and I wrote it down because I don't know how it's going to come it's one of those things like, hey, here's a little seed, but I don't know how to plant it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I think a lot, a lot of it is you get hung. Christians get hung up on the things that, and they don't even realize it because they haven't grieved even like the unconventional grief yeah. of life. Like you might not think it's a big deal to lose lose a job or not get your dream job xyz and you're like well i have a job so why am i you know why am i hung up on this or whatever i'm still providing for my family that to me is an unconventional grief like that society doesn't let you grieve yeah you suck it up yeah suck it up and move on no that was a dream that you had and it, you know at that moment it kind of it died a little bit yeah you know and i think um a lot of people get stunted on that but emotionally healthy spirituality yeah. um, is one of the resources that could help you out of that yeah it really it helps you get past a stumbling block yeah. like a mountain in your life yeah. um, well I would be remiss if I didn't recommend <laughs> my best friend's books um, we've got here Kylie's three books the devotional and who will go and meant to live and can I tell the story I'll yes. tell the story so <laughs> I could not believe it but you know I was I'm always super excited when Kylie writes a book and life happens and I bought meant to live months later after it came out <laughs> and I'm like yay and I was so excited when it came and I opened it up and I felt like such a heel because <laughs> she dedicated it to me and Beth and I just like cried in that moment because <laughs> she's obviously we all love each other very much and I love Kylie very much but her devotionals you guys are they are just such good nuggets of truth I won't even say nuggets some of them are like truth bombs and they they set you up for the day I would usually at that time I was reading um a chapter of the Bible and my devotional. So go grab Kylie's books. Well, thanks. They're wonderful. Thanks for doing a great job. <laughs> I love that cover. That's one of our favorite. It's so cute. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's cool. Um, it's actually that's been a dream of mine since I was a little girl to write. Um, I thought probably I'd write fiction books, but it's not how. Oh man, I don't think I can. Now do I it. can't imagine writing a fiction. Book. I'd be like, and then she ran. <laughs> it would be so boring. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Um, that, yeah, now that I like thinking about the idea of writing a fiction book is more daunting than just spilling all my personal stories. Well, now you have to tell what you've been working on. Yeah. Um, well, there's a couple of projects that I'm working on. Um, I'll start with this. So, um, before Who Will Go, there was the first book called Here I Am. And then there's Who Will Go. And then now I'm working on a book called Send Me. And it talks about, um, it's kind of wrapping up, like, this season of life. Um, I have Here I Am. I just didn't bring it. Oh, it's okay. Because that's the one we have a hat on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, it's kind of the process. All three of those Books or these books because the Sydney's not published yet is basically bringing me to from when I was at 
you know, my deepest, in my deepest valley, like with infertility and how the Lord was started calling me back. Um, I never denied that he was real, but I, and I didn't realize it then, but now I realize that like, I was actually just, I just shut him out. Um, I was still going through the motions of church and everything, but I totally just shut him out and I was making choices that, um, weren't right and um but anyway so it starts that's what here here I am starts with who will go is like that middle way and then send me is um raps talks about our journey with foster care and things like that um and that will be I'm hoping by the end of April is the goal to be out but I'm actually in uh writing this time last year and this time last year was very hard for me so it's also hard for me to write about I can write maybe a paragraph a day about it because it's also I never I didn't want to have to I, I mean I will be reliving it reliving it obviously as I'm writing it but I don't want to have to but I feel like this is something that has to be shared and that the Lord wants me to share and even though I talk about it a lot it's different than yeah, writing gives you a lot more space to um, put all the emotions in as well. Yes, yes. So, anyways, but the, the thing I think Megan was hitting at mostly was right now, um, I just published my first discipleship book, workbook for kids. I think every now and then I'll accidentally say the word curriculum, but I don't like to call it curriculum just at this point in time because I don't have like a guide on how to use it other than the directions in it. But I don't have like a, um, I don't know, I feel like enough of a layout for it. We are going to use it in our ups our, as a supplement for um, our kids at our church. Some music brought to you by my son's guitar lesson in the room down the hall. <laughs> hey, I love it. Um, but it started in the book of Mark, or the gospel of Mark, I guess you could say it either way. But um, basically what it is is an interactive Bible learning tool so at some part of it the very beginning of it is and you can use these worksheets whatever way you want to but the very beginning of it is you're reading um you're diving into scripture with your child and if you're just a teacher in the classroom and you're reading each and every word and they fill in the blank that's missing and i can't believe we i did trial runs with our our kids here at church I can't believe the conversations it's brought up. The word of God does not go void. No. And so I think, um, I well, I grew up in late 90s, you know, when I was in children's church, I was in late 90s, early 2000s, where I feel like everything just was, I don't want to, because I feel like it was still good, but it wasn't deep. It was a very comfortable time for the church. Yes. And now, um, because we've, I've referenced this before too. The '90s was a time where it was they weren't hitting on topics that really need to be talked about, and they lost almost a, a lot of our generation yeah. because they had no real answers yes. for the very real questions yeah. we ended up having. Yes, um, even like uh, pushing the purity movement as strong as they did, they pushed that without really wanting to even talk about it. Yeah. Do you but know what I'm saying? I think then that scared people. It even sure after did. They got married them up and mess them up um there's a book called all right i don't have it with me and i haven't finished it and i just skimmed it but there's a book called already gone and it touches on um i don't it might talk about the 
sometimes a little bit, but like just in general, how kids who grow up in the church, but they're already gone. Yeah. They don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's frightening thought, but yeah. So I just published or requested a print proof for the second one, which that had to be a God thing for me to be able to do two already because I stopped halfway through Genesis because I was like, okay, if I want to hit this goal, I need to switch gears and I should probably do a gospel first and I should do the gospel of Mark because that won't take me as long as a shorter book. Well, I stopped literally um, at uh, chapter 20 in Genesis. Well, there's 50 chapters in Genesis. And so Angie, who was on last week, and Dad and I were all talking. I'm like, well, if I, when I do the book of Genesis, that's going to be like this thick, like a yeah. like couple inches. And they're like, why don't you split it up? I'm like, oh, yeah, I never thought. I don't know why I didn't Could think do that. about it. <laughs> I couldn't do that. So um, I went back to look at it, and um, I was already at chapter 20. Oh, that's crazy. And I'm just like, okay, well, this is going to be painless and get this out there, too. So. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So the gospel of Mark is out, and I was excited to see that there's stuff already being sold. Yay! Um, it seems it's it's crazy. Um, people um, seem to be hungry for this type of thing. Yeah. And yeah, praise but, God for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Amazon. It's right? on Amazon. Yes. Um, Raising Unashamed Kids Discipleship Workbooks. I think that one of the, if we just may do a plug for how we raise unashamed kids, is just talk to them. Yeah. Share the word. Be in their business. I just, it just breaks my heart to see how many parents just don't even seem to care about their kids. Like, come on, just care about what they're doing. Honestly, answer them. Yes, just answer them. Yeah. Even if it's like, I don't know, but I will find out. Yeah. Um, I see this book and I read this book. Oh, it's one of my favorites. It really, I love it. Lauren Aikens, Live in Love. And it's, it's kind of autobiographical. Yeah. Um, but she, um, Kylie got it for me as a gift. And it, it, but it just inspired me to just love. Mm-hmm. That, and as, as simple as that sounds, her life is just a really beautiful illustration. Just, yeah. just love. Yeah. Live in love. Yeah. It's not that complicated. No. <laughs> we try to make it, but it's not. Uh, she's married to Thomas Rhett. Yeah. There's their beautiful family. Yeah, there's another one now. Oh then. yeah, You're they right. have a they have four girls. Wow, <laughs> girl dad. Yes. Um, the reason why I said that though, it is an amazing book. It's one of my favorites. But um, something I love, and she also has a podcast called Live and Love, and yeah. I think she's she touches on it on her well touched on it on her podcast with her dad, and I think she even mentioned it in her book. But about how real that her mom and dad were about their. Um, no, I know this sounds weird, but how open they were about talking about like sex and admitting that they made choices to have sex before marriage and how it affected certain things in their life and their relationships and their relationship. And um, I just think it's really... It's refreshing. It is refreshing. Like, it's just... I think we get so scared of scary topics like that. Yeah. And just... just be there. You are your kid's anchor. Yeah. There's kind of a theme to our books there, isn't there? Yes. Um, just be your children. Jesus is your anchor, and thus he has appointed you to lead them to him, so thus you are also an anchor. Yeah. So be the anchor. Yeah. You're kind of like, you're, so, how that, when you were talking about that, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're the one, it, Jesus has you down, and just think, like, you're holding on to 
the rope to the anchor, as in Jesus. Think about how you're, like, if you weren't holding on, you'd be floating around in water, right? Think of your child kind of swimming around, and they wouldn't be anchored unless you grab them and start to pull them towards the rope to grab themselves. Good illustration. So, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) The one I'm currently reading, this is my current nonfiction, if you want to go that route. Making small groups work because we are about to launch our small group on Thursday. I think I think it's gonna be. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, nervous, excited, like <laughs> to stand in front of people, and talk. It's, it's my favorite, favorite thing. <laughs> Not. Um, I just wrapped up a recent hell by Francis Chan. I almost didn't bring this one, but I think I didn't because it almost left. It didn't. Okay, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But at the same time, it didn't because it's also the refresher that I think a lot of people need. Yeah. In the sense of there are consequences. Yes. To choices and especially the choice of not receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. And so that's why I brought that. But I just, it's a quick and easy read. I, I probably would have got it done within a day, but um, due to my crazy schedule, it took me less than a week to read. So still, that's pretty good, quite pretty quick. But I just uh, will be. Uh, well, I just started my. I usually before I open a book, I and actually read it. I always skim through. So I'm starting my skim through process. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Yep, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, the cost of discipleship. If you haven't read Eric Metaxas, it's amazing. Biography of Bonhoeffer. You need to go get that now. It's thick, but yeah, it's it good. Is. I read that my sophomore year of high school, and I uh, did a book report on it. And totally impressed my English teacher. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's a great book. Yes, it's amazing. It is. I got to go to Flossenburg. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's it, awesome. Yeah, it was um, eerie. Yeah. Um, should we move to fiction? Yeah, hang on real quick. Let oh, me sorry. just say these, and then we'll move Oh, I'm sorry. Fiction. I'm done. You're not. No, there's, this is because I, every school book I had, I brought here because I could reference them. Sure, more here. Um, a couple, a couple books that I, I did, um, I, I used through school uh, recently was, one was what would Christians ought to believe, and it's an introduction to the doctrine through the Apostles' Creed. So it takes you through the Apostles' Creed, but then it leads you to scripture on why Christians believe, you know, what they believe. So, and then the other one was The Great Omission by Dallas Willard. It was just, uh, it's just really good. Actually, it's like the things that the church forgot you to teach, or forgot to teach you. So, um, but the essential teachings of Jesus on discipleship is basically what um, that goes through. And then this one was for, for my hermeneutics class, and it's called How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. And I love this because I think um, uh, so many people misunderstand the context that things are written in. But a lot of it is because they honestly don't know the culture. They don't know the, the lifestyle then and um, the root words of the Hebrew. There's so much lost in translation. I'm not saying that to freak people out. Not the, yeah, not like the foundation yes. truth, but things that we get hung up on that we shouldn't be hung up on. Yeah, it's clear when you read it uh, in context. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now we can move on to 
fiction. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like, <laughs> no, force okay. that. And I had, to, I had to answer a text, so I apologize for those talk- no, watching good, on the I just saw video. Me too. <laughs> um, fiction. Oh, my. That, this now, was this the is harder, honestly. Yes, because there are just some books that define you, it seems. And fiction, I, I think... It can teach us as much as none. Yeah. Just the way it expands our mind. And te- I, I love historical fiction, so I've learned so much yeah. through ab- about history from historical fiction. Yeah. So I brought my copy of A Christmas Carol because I am a lover of classic literature. And look how pretty this book is. It is pretty. It's like, it's, it's like a fabric cover, you guys. So it's supposed to look like the original yeah. um, that was published. And I... It has the original Cole pictures that that he had commissioned. Yeah. It it is just one of the best books. Adam was reading it at Christmas time. Yeah. Um, but I put it out every Christmas, and I also have another vintage Christmas. It's called a Vintage Christmas. It's a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. I put with this at Christmas time, like out on the table. Cause I mean, come on, it's so pretty. It is so pretty. I love it. So I'm a sucker for that. And then this is one I decorate with a lot too, because I think it's so pretty mm-hmm. as well. But I also I'm a huge fan of Jane Austen. Yeah, I've read all her books. Yeah, um, just such a timeless love storyteller yes. they, it, it transcends time because mm-hmm. it's so relatable and romantic mm-hmm. and not an ounce of smut to it honestly <laughs> uh, it's just great so yeah. if you are if you love I don't know if you want to expand your mind and read something that I don't know is from more of a classical education mm-hmm. Reach for Jane. And yeah, in that thickness, don't freak out. Oh, no, that's out. There's all like of five them. books. Yeah, in there. <laughs> that's all of them. I And I also, I, I love her so much. Jesse knows that. I also have all the books not in this tome. Like they're individualized yes. on my shelf too. Because I, I have this one out a lot. Yeah. I have a really pretty classic cover one with all of them. Yeah. It's like a pretty blue vintage cover. Oh, I love that. Um, Do you want to talk about? Okay, so this is my... I grew up getting lost in the land of Oz, and my Nana bought me this. She knew that, and I would get beautiful books at our library. Um, I I think I checked out that Wizard of Oz books. It was old, like, and it was a fabric cover, too, uh, a lot. But my Nana knew I loved it, and she could hardly... You can't read her writing at all, but she got me this little paperback set of I think there's six or seven of the Oz books there's a lot yeah so it's very well loved (laughs) and it's just so special to me that it's first off for my Nana who's now gone but I just grew up reading The Wizard of Oz I love it so much so funny isn't it funny it is I love it well um I tend to gravitate to actually um historical fiction specifically especially world war ii but i think i actually diversified it it's either world war ii or like early america um right now i'm reading sarah's key which is a world war ii novel um and it's really good so far actually but um i don't know enough to tell you about it <laughs> so but it's based in paris and actually i guess i could tell you it's about um when the Jewish families were round up, they were fr- even French-born citizens, mm-hmm. and they were round up in the um, 
doesn't have the name, but they were rounded up by French policemen, and they were all like, you're doing this to your own people. Because um, even in the thing, it's based on a little girl's um, perspective. And she's like, why are we, oh, we should be safe because they're not Nazis. Oh, and, it, okay. and it was the French police yeah. doing it to them. Um, that's what I mean, historical fiction. You, it's one thing to learn something in a history class, but authors can take you there and what you were they feeling? What happened? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Um, so the Yellow House, okay, so I've recommended this to a lot of people, and I don't think it's affected anybody else like it's affected me. Um, if you don't know me, you know I'm obsessed with Ireland. <laughs> and... Uh, this is actually based on a Quaker family, so that's funny. Yeah. But um, basically, it takes place in um, like the civil strife over World War One between Ireland, mm-hmm. and just kind of like they were going through their own civil issues between like separating and being a republic, or you know, staying with England. That's why there's two technically two nations within Ireland. There's Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, mm-hmm. and um, and it's kind of like the Of course, it's like a rags to riches almost type of story, and so it is just really fun and it's really good. So then, the trader's wife is um, another favorite. Mm-hmm. I love that book, and um, I just get lost in it all the time. Um, Trader's Wife is based on um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh my gosh, did you just hear me? I said Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Arnold's um, wife, Peggy Shippen Arnold. And so, but it's based on her maid. But, um, so, it's the maid's perspective on Peggy Arnold and Peggy Shippen. So she like walked them through it all. So, yeah, that's really um, an amazing book. So the other ones are The Kitchen House, which is a good one. Um, this is based on, like, the Civil War era. Um, it talks about, it's, like, from the slave's perspective. It has um, just, like, a... There's a lot of good stuff to it, but the ending really messed me up, like in a good way. Yeah, it was very shocking. I apologize, guys. That was the end of the lesson. I had to take care of something. It's not professional. <laughs> and then the last one is um, uh, the America's First Daughter. So I it's, love that it's, one too. it's so good. Thomas Jefferson's daughter. Yes, Thomas Jefferson's daughter. I this and the Trader's Wife I've, in the Yellow House, even the Kitchen House, but the Yellow House Trader's Wife and America's First Daughter i can read that again um but yeah i just love like marie um marie benedict is a really good author as well i didn't bring up any of her books shockingly but she's done a lot of good ones the other einstein yes um Miss one. mrs or, or clementine which is winston churchill's wife the paris wife is that her at hemingway is that marie benedict? i think it is i haven't read the one i haven't read oh it's good the personal librarian is good, but I now 
absolutely amazing that was based on. Um, and there was one more, my favorite one too, and I can't remember what it was. I, I don't want to misquote if that's not her with the Paris wife, but it, that's a really good book. I think she did write one on Hemingway. Okay, yeah. I think so. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. The historical fiction, what I'm currently reading, is Becoming Mrs. Lewis, which is the love story of C.S. Lewis and, and Joy Davidman. Ooh, okay. It's really good. That would be good. I like really had no idea about her. Yeah, and it's... Um, it, it's the unconventional um, they came together later in his life. It's just a really good read. So yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Uh, but a historical fiction series that I highly recommend, and I read them all on my Kindle, is the Out of Egypt series by I remember um, you talking about that. Connellan Cassette. She is a phenomenal author, you guys. She takes the Bible and uh, makes it come alive. The first book is about um, Egyptian, she was wealthy, but then circumstances make her a slave, and it's her perspective, or a servant more so, her perspective of the Exodus. Ooh, that'd be good. It is amazing. Yeah. And how her, how she shows God's grace for not only the Israelites, but for all people. Because I think a lot of people read the Old Testament and they just can't see the love of God in Mm -hmm. it. I cannot recommend this series enough. Yeah. It's called the Out of Egypt series, and then there's two more in that. And then she went on to write some even about Joshua Ooh, yeah. and the land of Canaan. And it's cool because every book feeds off of the next, mm-hmm. like not feeds, but there's a character either it's a family Crossover. member, yeah, or a descendant, yeah. And they and each one has a good love story in it. Yeah, it's, it's, I'll have to check it out. You will not regret it. <laughs> I will please go read these books. And now she, she just the last one she wrote was about the Ark of the Covenant and how it was. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Where it went into the city and they had the boils. Um, and the perspective of someone in that city Ooh. following the Ark out and being redeemed. Even the, like, it's just so awesome. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. It's really good. Anything by Connelly Cassette. I encourage you to start at the beginning because they all do feed off each other. Yes. Awesome. Well, hey, I think you guys got a lot of good books to start with. Yeah. This little, all of our recommendations should last you at least a year. <laughs> well, if, it, if not you more. like to read. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, if you have any questions or ever want book recommendations, just message us. Oops, I just bumped my mic. I'm so sorry. But um, I'm sorry for my interruption there. (laughs) I really am. But just uh, message us. We would be happy to help you in your book-finding needs. So Yes. Go get Kylie's books. Oh, yeah. There's a shameless plug. (laughs) I'll do the plug for you. (laughs) But, yeah. So we'll be back next week. In remote Uganda, 911 doesn't exist. When someone needs emergency medical attention in the U.S., help is just one phone call away. But in remote regions in Uganda, there's no such thing as 911. When children in these villages become critically ill because of malnourishment or infections like malaria, HIV, and tuberculosis, their parents feel desperate. 
paralyzed by their lack of medical resources, this is where Love One steps in to help. At Love One, we want parents to know that treatment is available no matter how sick their child and how hopeless the situation may seem. I have had the honor to serve on the Love One International team of ambassadors for my second year in a row. Part of my duties are fundraising and raising awareness for this beautiful and God-glorifying organization. If you want to change a child's life, click on the link in our bio and donate to Love One International, or you could go to the Love One merch store and use the coupon code KYLIE in all caps to not only be able to donate to this organization, but also to receive a 10% discount towards your order. That is KYLIE, all caps, at the Love One International merch store.